0: All right. We have got a lot to get to today. As I mentioned last week, we're going to start, or we're going to have a little bit of homework for you at the end of the show. Don't worry, it's nothing too cumbersome. In other news, Governor Whitmer has finally gotten started on the roads after, what is it, two years now? My goodness. Um, Yeah, so after two years, she's finally getting started on the roads. Um,. Free speech is being talked about by Democrats and Peter Meyer and Fred Upton are about to get a rude awakening. I hope I'm Dan on Don, and this is the Political politicast. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what you like to hear. All right. So. We're going to start with the free speech because that's funny. Um, So, this is from New York Daily News, obviously uh, published in the Grand Haven Tribune. Free speech is the most important right now and cannot be curbed. The name, the For the People Act, has an elegant simplicity. The the number, H.R. 1, does, to Democrats, call it a first aid kit. For a republic where big money, gerrymandering, and voter intimidation have the body politic on life support. Scary. It is that in part. But some of the medicine no. It is that in part. But some of the medicine packed into this jerry Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sorry guys. It's Friday. Um I'm I'm finally doing the show on the right day, and I can't can't make my brain work. Um <clears throat> But some of the medicine packed into this gargantuan legislation will undercut America's foundational freedoms, and that is why we do not lament the bill's demise at the hands of Joe Manchin, who has said he cannot support an effort to kill the filibuster to push it and other bills through the Senate. You know, this Joe Manchin guy is turning out to be to have a lot more spine than I thought he would. I thought for sure that he would just go right along with all the Democrats agenda items this is the first thing that I've seen of him that I'm like wow he's he might actually keep the um the Supreme Court um intact he might actually keep the um the ability for Republicans to operate in this country intact so I like what Joe Manchin is doing some other people don't and I might get into that if we've got time at the end of the show um because The Detroit Metro Times is extremely upset with Joe Manchin about this. Joe Manchin is a senator from uh, Georgia. Yes, Georgia. No. Uh, I can't remember now. Uh, West Virginia. Okay. So he's in quite a purple district. Um, So he doesn't have a ton of wiggle room there but I mean right now he has all the power he could jet he could definitely um well not single-handedly he's got all the other democrats to help him but that was my worry was that they were going to get this uh half and half split and then Kamala Harris was always going to be the deciding vote but it seems that Joe Manchin is actually principled like he he actually thinks that um that the government should not be uh, should not be crushing our rights. I like it. So HR one does some very good things. It would create automatic voter right, voter registration. That's not actually a good thing. Restore federal Voting Rights Act protections. Uh, I don't know a ton about that, so I can't say if that's a good thing or not. Override state voter suppression efforts, um, like requiring IDs and um bribing people in the lines for their vote those those efforts yeah I think that's what it's talking about attack corrosive gerrymandering and fix some flawed federal ethical rules oh federal ethics rule and fix some flawed federal ethics rule It, it should be rules Uh, Normally, it would be worth holding one's nose about the bad parts to win passage of such provisions. Here, though, the bad parts are utterly unacceptable. To stop dark money from infecting elections, the bill would dramatically expand regulation of the speech, requiring disclosure of the names and addresses of donors who give $10,000 or more to groups engaging in campaign-related disbursements. That means that any organization whether dedicated to environmental protection, abortion rights, racial justice, public education, you name it, would have to list its big donors anytime it runs any ad praising or criticizing a candidate or elected official. As American Civil Liberties Union lawyers have written, We know from history that people engaged in politically charged issues become political targets and are often subject to threats of harassment or even violence. The effect would be tying the tongues of advocacy organizations on matters of vital importance. Meanwhile, the bill would broaden existing prohibitions on paid advocacy on foreign nationals, that would prohibit many non-citizens from taking part in broader civic life. While money isn't the same as speech, without money, speech often falls to influence public. Oh, p- speech often fails to influence public debate. That's almost surely unconstitutional and is certainly wrong. So the New York Daily News is uh, exactly correct about that. Um, if people are not allowed to uh, fund politicians that they agree with, and do so with, uh, I mean a reasonable, uh, a reasonable expectation of security and privacy, then there will be no more money. Um, well, there, I mean there will be on the. Establishment side because the establishment controls what everybody thinks about it, but This is actually a good thing. Joe Manchin did a great thing One of the few democrats that I will you will ever hear me uh, praising on this show Generally, I don't do that because I you know, I actually I don't praise a lot of politicians on this show Um, So that is a great start to the show It is a great thing to be um, looking at. So another, so we, we've actually got some good news on this show. I like it. <laughs> so, um, well, this is, this is, it can be good and bad. It, it goes both ways. It, always with the government, but I don't know. I kind of like it. Elderly folks should not be fenced in. Legislation offers protection to Michigan guardianship system. So, if you don't know anything about uh, Michigan guardianship, like uh, oftentimes family members will take care of uh, elderly family members. They will run their estates. They'll handle their money. They'll do all kinds of things for them. And this can be abused, obviously, as can anybody, you know, taking care of anybody else. There, There's always abuse that's going to happen. So this bill um you know actually let's just read the article and we'll find out more about the bill conservators and guardians are supposed to act in the best interest of vulnerable people and that hasn't always happened well that's not exactly breaking news it's a trail of heartbreak seven action news investigator Heather Catello has been investigating for years exposing serious problems even abuse and corruption in the adult guardianship system and today Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel and members of Michigan's Elder Abuse Task Force announced legislation aimed at bringing a stop to the problems in the guardianship system. With the reforms we propose today, probate, judge will have, probate judges will have additional tools in the law to make sure that the rights of people with guardians are protected. The Supreme Court just no, the Michigan Sup- said Mich said Michigan Supreme Court Justice Megan K. Cavanaugh. What the bills introduced will do include increasing training for guardians, putting more procedural safeguards in place when a guardian is appointed, and still installing more protection for a for a someone's property. I guess that's that's correct, I think. And transparency on how that property is being used. That one threw me off because it is actually correct. But because it has to be, you know, a general a someone's. The seniors have become an industry and their cash cows said Mila Kapusta. So, yeah, I know we like we always hear when there are scams going around, like generally they are targeting the elderly. Um, Action News first shined a light on the problem in 2017 with Myla Kupista's mom and dad. In a system, Mila said essentially allows her parents to be robbed. My mother's $6,000 strand of pearls got sold for $700. Every single bit of my mother's fine jewelry got sold despite the fact that there was a court order in place. No jewelry was to be sold. Gretchen Sommer spoke at the press conference this morning. In late 2018, a Macomb County judge appointed a professional guardian to be in charge of Sommer's aunt and uncle, Bob Mitchell and Barbara Delbridge. Gretchen and her cousin Marcy Mitchell, Bob's daughter, contacted the seven inve- the seven investigators after the guardian put up a six foot tall privacy fence around Bar- Bob and Barb's Utica home. Thankfully, Heather Catello from WXYZ7 began to cover our story and were forever thankful for her because, at that point, that's when the AG's office intervened, said Sommer today. Heather also reflected on today's announcement. These families are so traumatized. I have spent hours and hours and hours talking to them over the last four years, and to lose your loved one and have absolutely no recourse to get them back is absolutely devastating. So, hopefully this new legislation will bring some hope. With ad- some additional reforms, And the system can get a little better. Because so many families have suffered. Um, Let's see. So. It's looking like. Number one. When I am old. I hope to have my children taking care of me. Um, I hope to have children that love me enough to uh, You know do all the things that need to be done for me handle my money. Well, you know actually take care of me well um These two cases are Hired people to come in and take care of your family now There are problems with that when you hire somebody they have no connection to your family. They don't actually care about you. They're there for the money. Always. Whenever you hire somebody. They are there, at least in part, because there's money. So there's a greed factor there. Which is good. Our our uh, our economy needs people to want money. But when you're sitting there taking care of somebody that is not your own family. There is not that familial bond to keep you from robbing them uh, abusing them Um, and it does happen in families I know personally people that this has happened to with their family members taking care of them so it's not like the the problem doesn't exist in um, people taking care of their own families but generally I would think um, families that wow my goodness there's a ton of bills here um, one, okay. So generally, you know, families will do better. I am, I am definitely way more in favor of families taking care of the elderly. Um, I don't plan on putting my mom under anybody else's, uh, supervision. I don't plan on, you know, leaving my wife's mom and dad under anybody else's supervision. You know, if we can take care of them, we will be doing that. So, um, I don't know how much these bills are going to do. They may be just a lot of bluster. But. Definitely. I mean something needs to be done. Because there are people that don't have family to take care of them. And we need to be able to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. Anybody that we place over. Or in authority over. Some of our elders. They need to be held. Accountable. And that the price that they pay for abusing our elders should be very steep. All right. So we're going to move on from the elderly to the highways. Gretchen Whitmer got her highways. Yay. Oh wait. Highways. Uh, didn't we just get federal funding for that? Um. Well, let's see. Let's see what it's saying here. I was going to try and read through it real quick and see what's going on. but Let's read through it together. Okay. U.S. House will take up a federal highway bill later this month that includes over 210 million dollars in earmarked funding for Michigan highway and transit projects. <gasps> Excuse me. And a 4 billion to boost adoption of electric vehicles. Oh my goodness. 4 billion to boost adoption of electric vehicles. So, 210 million to fix the roads. 4 billion. What does that even mean, boost adoption of electric vehicles? Sounds stupid. Sounds like something we shouldn't be spending 200 or 4 billion dollars on. Senate majority leaker Majority Leader Steny Hoyer announced the, announced the schedule update Thursday afternoon, saying lawmakers will vote on the $547 billion Invest in America Acts package the week of June 28th. The House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee advanced the $547 billion package by a 38-26 to 26 vote early Thursday, after a markup that lasted about 19 hours. The bill which only two Republicans supported, authorizes spending on roads, bridges, rails, and public transportation and public transit infrastructure projects. I am struggling. Join me on the struggle bus. During the markup, lawmakers voted down an amendment to strike from the bill the proposed Clean Corridors Program, which would strategically place EV charging and hydrogen fueling infrastructure along major national highways and the freight network in an effort to combat range anxiety. The legislation author authorizes one billion annually over four years to states to acquire and deploy this infrastructure along with the designated corridors and to maintain and share data about the network. States would be required to develop a plan laying out how they'll deploy their allocated funds. So this is coming from the federal Government. The committee voted 1252 to reject the amendment, among others, from U.S. Representative Scott Perry, Republican of Pennsylvania. Um, the broader legislation is a five-year surface transportation reauthorization that reflects many of the priorities of President Joe Biden's American Jobs Plan. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah. So this, this thing is probably going to die in the Senate. Um, which is good, which is good because it looks like it's going to be a lot of stupid stuff. Um, so this brings up an interesting point. Excuse my, my yawning and tiredness. I was up reading until like two in the morning. So, um, I'm a little sleepy. It is a good book though. If you guys have not read battlefield earth, great book. But anyway, this is a problem that I have been highlighting for a very long time in our, uh, in our lawmaking system. These bills that have a hundred thousand different things in them, money going out to everybody in their grandmother Everybody and their grandmother, as long as they're in the government, and like you cannot pass effective legislation in a giant crap sandwich like that. We we need to encourage our public officials to do line item voting. We need to vote, have them vote on every single different thing that is going to be getting funding this whole. Okay. We're, we're gonna, we're going to give you funding for this stupid thing. If you give us funding for this stupid thing, it is not, it is obviously not going very well for our country. Um, I mean, driving around, uh, in Michigan, I mean, governor Whitmer has a couple videos. I've done quite a bit of driving in Michigan. Um, All those federal dollars that Gretchen Whitmer got a couple years ago, they haven't made too much of a difference. I've seen a lot of local construction. Um, My town has really nice roads because we pay for them. But these giant pork sandwiches, like like the like again, five hundred and seventy some or five hundred and was it two hundred and ten million and to, for the Michigan highways and 4 billion to quote boost adoption of electric vehicles. What it doesn't even, ah, all right. So, um, this is a, a push that I don't know. I, I, I push it. Um, I can call our elected officials and keep on telling them that uh, they need to get a bill through the Michigan House that forces our legislature to pass single things at one time. But I can't do that alone. Um, so this, this is a good cause. Um, if there's anything you're going to call your legislature about, this would be one of the things. So, again, I encourage you, as always, to call your legislatures. Because that's really the only way we're going to get rid of these ridiculous, um, funding packages where everybody gets their stupid crap funded and it all happens on the American taxpayer's dime. So that is that. All right. Activists target alleged racial profiling on 8 Mile. Police push back against claims. So racial profiling is isn't actually all that bad of a thing. Um, If you're a part of a community that has, you know, 14% of the population and 60 some percent of the crime, and there's a good chance that, you know, from a cop's perspective, there's a good chance that when they see you, they should probably check you out. So let's dive into this. Metro Detroit activists are highlighting alleged racial profiling by police near 8 Mile and seeking complaints from motorists to underscore what they say is a long-standing issue in the area. In the wake of George Floyd's death last year at the hands of, uh, fentanyl. Yeah, it doesn't say that. I added that. Um, during an encounter with a white police officer in Minneapolis, the racial profiling across 8 Mile committee, and affiliated supporters have erected billboards in prominent spots along the thoroughfare between Detroit and suburban communities to field reports of such incidents. Hundreds of complaints have poured in so far, and many came through one of the boards near Hazel Park, citing the suburbs police department. The Kenya Fentress, said Kenya Fentress, an organizer with the committee, and the Moratorium Now Coalition. Wow, no way. You ask people to complain and they do? Shocking. Callers have said they believe officers have tracked them across 8 Mile and performed illegal searches after pulling them over for minor issues because they're African American, she said. Well, they're not African American. That's racist. They're black Americans. They do not belong to Africa. They are not residents of Africa. They are residents of the United States. Police chiefs are pushing back at the claims, saying the departments are responding to calls for better policing methods amid protests over racial injustice and that officers are investigated if allegations of misconduct surface. Reached Wednesday night, Hazel Park Police Chief Brian Buckholtz denied the racial profiling allegations and said his department investigates all complaints about officers' conduct. Hazel Park officers do not make stops on the Detroit side of 8 Mile, and those patrolling in that area have stopped motorists for speeding after measuring the speeds with a device, he said. Male, female, white, black, you can't tell any of that stuff when you're using the device. You cannot see into the vehicle, so those complaints of profiling are completely false. The chief added that his Oakland County suburb, as well as other communities, have responded to more crime in the last year. It's tough right now. I know a lot of area, a lot of the area's police. Oh, my goodness. I am. This is awful, people. I don't know what's going on. I know. Oh, I didn't have coffee. That's what it is. That's what I'm blaming anyway. I know a lot of areas of police across the country are scared to do their jobs because of false allegations. However, I don't feel that's an option for us right now. We want to still protect our citizens, Buckholtz said. That's a a good position. I like that. I like this guy. He is doing... I mean, it, it can flip in about half a second. I mean, if he caves to pressure and decides to stop policing... We want to try and keep the people who travel 8 Mile safe, and we do enforcement across the whole city, not just 8 Mile. The racial profiling across 8 Mile Committee has other billboards up in Harper Woods, Warren, and East Point calling out racial profiling and warning motorists that they are entering a racial profiling zone, members said in the statement. Warren Police Commissioner Bill Dwyer said his department would not tolerate racial profiling the officer doesn't know the color of the skin the person has before they stop them. All they know is that the person violated a traffic regulation. Officers don't conceal themselves and wait for a minority to come by and say, there's a minority, we'll get him. And he added, that just doesn't happen. That's that's true. Officers have got a lot more on their minds than what color your skin is. Well, maybe now they don't. Um, it's, that's becoming... It's, it's funny because... The entire uh, defund the police movement, um, th- th- their claim is, oh, w- we want police to stop thinking about race. But also, if you accidentally pull over a black guy and then you get in an altercation with him, your life is over. So their what their stated goal is, is not the same as the result that they're getting. Which I could have told them that. Uh, I could have told them if you if you elevate race above everything else to a police officer then they they might start thinking about race a lot more it's just it doesn't make sense it's absolutely backwards after the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor oh she had a dead body in her trunk there was an outcry from the public to implement initiatives that hold law enforcement accountable for their actions he said body cameras are magnum, them Dwyer said Oh, they missed, uh, they missed some quotations there. The officers, oh, Warren's police chief also said body cameras are an added layer of protection against false allegations. The officers of this department wanted those cameras like yesterday. Dwyer said, many, many complaints that are made against police are false allegations. With body cameras, we have a factual account of what happened. Others say they do not believe they are treated fairly when crossing 8 Mile. 8 Mile Corridor is a place where black people have always dreamed dreaded driving, Fentress said. It builds anxiety. Aw. Well, if people being on the road to protect you builds anxiety, you can go somewhere else. That's actually an option for you. Reached Wednesday, Oak Park. Public Safety Director, Steve Cooper, said the department investigates complaints about officers and for decades has specific policies that prohibit any type of biased policing, he said. We don't condone any type of biased type policing, especially as it relates to traffic state stops, Cooper said. We don't train our officers to violate anyone's rights. Our officers are honorable. We have had great relationships with the community. We do everything we can to facilitate that. Anyone who lives in the city, who wants to visit the city, who is passing through the city is more than welcome. Fentress and dozens of others demonstrated Saturday afternoon to speak out on an issue, and what they say is discriminatory targeting. On what day? Oh, Saturday afternoon. We demand that all police departments change their policies and hold racist cops accountable. We demand that Police stop profiling Black people up and down Eight Mile. Officials with Michigan Liber- Liberation, one of the groups involved, said in a statement before the event, "The incidents of racial profiling must end now in the cities of Warren, Central Line, Oak Park, Ferndale, Hazel Park, Harper Woods, and other suburbs." Our goal is to have thousands in the street making changes. Well, um, it's funny they make no demands. As to what actions they want. Um, and that's that's a common theme with leftists. They bring up problems. But they don't bring up solutions. And generally the problems that they bring up are. Well. Um, bogus. Uh, fake. Um, non-existent. Whatever word you want to use. They create a problem in their mind. And what is this problem that they're seeing? A lot of black people get pulled over on 8 Mile. Well. Well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of black people in Detroit commit crimes, so <laughs> it's it's a reasonable assumption for a police. I don't see, you know. I don't think seeing, especially a suspicious-looking black, you know. So imagine this situation in your mind. Black guy's walking down the road, you know, pants around his. Hands around his uh, thighs, holding on to it. Probably, you know, has a gun sticking out somewhere. Do rag, you know, walking with a bunch of other guys that look like that. Um, I can see a police, you know, pulling up and asking what's going on. Um, with this, there's not even that. There's not even that component because they're they're looking for traffic violators. I don't know if you've ever been in a car. Probably you have. But unless the person is driving next to you in the same direction, you generally don't see who is in other cars. Um, and that, that, that would go the same for a cop watching a car coming down the road, pointing a speed gun at him. It's not pointing at the person. It's pointing at the car. The car is the only factor in this and the speed that at which it is going. So... This, this again, is another leftist problem created by leftists because they don't know anything about anything or they're willful, willfully ignorant and uh, do not want to admit that there really is no problem. Okay, so we are moving on and we are getting to the homework because this, so this is, uh you know, I'm obviously, I can't, it's not homework. I can't make you guys do it, but. Um, this is again, one way that we can make changes in our communities. Um, it starts at the local level. It starts with holding our local officials accountable. So obviously if you're watching on video, you know where I'm going with this. Um, two house Republicans from Michigan break ranks to support commission on January 6th insurrection. Now insurrection is, uh, again, a stupid word. Um, not, it it wasn't an insurrection. Uh, there was no political leader trying to take over. It was a riot at worst and some kind of incident at best trespassing at best. So, but the, 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 thing is, um, Peter Meyer and Fred Upton who, Oh, we, we've got some more, uh, some more news about Fred Upton. um, I want to keep that. Don't need that. Don't need that. Oh, wait, I might have needed that. Uh, Okay. So, Fred Upton... Is just awful on everything. My goodness, this dude does not know how to be a Republican. Michigan... Michigan Republican representative privately calls Dr. Fauci a science truth teller, according to released emails. So Dr. Fauci's emails, as you well know, we talked about it on the show last week, Dr. Fauci's emails were released. Um, we know about all his lies and his manipulations and, you know, telling, uh, telling other, uh, others of his colleagues that what he was saying publicly was a bunch of bullcrap. Um, so in those emails, we have found Representative Fred Upton from St. Joseph um, sending Fauci an email on April 10th, 2020. Now, it was just over a year ago. Upton reached out to ask Fauci a question about hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malaria, anti-malarial drug that then-President Donald Trump was pushing as a coronavirus treatment for the coronavirus, coronavirus treatment for the coronavirus. Yeah, that's generally what coronavirus treatments are, uh, despite a lack of scientific evidence to support it. Since hydroxychloroquine is used to treat lupus, Upton asked Fauci if anyone who had the disease had contracted COVID-19. Fauci wrote back that the answer was almost certainly yes, but cautioned that there was not enough data to say conclusively. Almost certainly yes. If if somebody with lupus... so we can keep track of all the people that get coronavirus that have lupus, but we can't keep track of nursing homes. Okay. I mean, I know these are two different levels of government, but it's just stupid what we try to keep track of and what we don't try to keep track of. Um, so Upton says it's Upton again and no need to respond. You may get asked about this story, and you should know that both Representative Ken Buck of Colorado and Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona were among 40 that voted no on the package and was provided assistance and testing. Think it was $13 billion. It was, It was not a surprise that they voted no, as they are joined with Tom Macy, Kentucky, in almost everything. Upton signed off with rare praise for Fauci, coming from a Republican. Keep being a science truth teller. So, this guy, he needs censure. He needs it. So, here is my congressman's letter. Um, you know, it's got it's got the contact form. I just scrolled up through it real quick. You know, you fill out your information, you type your message, and then you send the form. It is really that easy. You can call them, you can email them, but uh Bill Heisen goes mine and I am going to send this email right now. So that email is sent. I I asked for censure for Representative Peter Meyer and Bill Upton or Fred Upton. Um and that is I'm asking you guys, you know, if you want to see changes in your local government, we have to start here. So Censuring Republicans that do stupid things that are absolutely counter to everything Republicans believe. Like, praising Dr. Fauci for being a science truth teller. I mean, by by April of 2020, he had already told us, you don't need a mask. Oh, you need a mask. I'm thinking of the two masks. I think by April 2020, the two masks. No. No, no, it was just the mask and the... Uh, no mask, but I mean, he, he had already gone back and forth on so many things. And now we know about more lies that he was telling at that point, uh, through all the various emails. Um, so yes, I encourage you guys to go email your representative bill Heisinger is mine. Um, if you live in grand rapids, uh, unfortunately, Peter Meyer is yours. Um, If you live on the eastern side of Grand Rapids though, you do have another option, but I'm going to show you Once again, how to find your own representative. So www so just type in find your representative on Google and it's the first one you got your zip code up here Uh, I've got mine here. I've got another one just from the east side of uh Grand Rapids. So if you're on the east side of Grand Rapids, Joe or John R. Molinar, maybe your representative, um, email him. Um because I mean obviously Peter Meyer isn't gonna do anything to censure censure himself. Um he's not he's not going to change his opinion unless uh voters are pressuring him. So, here's the thing, we can keep on letting this guy talk about January 6th and ignore the BLM riots that happened last summer. We can keep on allowing him to be a squish Republican that is just bowing down to the establishment media and the established Democrats. Or we can censure him, see if he changes, and then replace him if he doesn't. Now, he ran as a Republican, and so far all he's done is disagreed with the Republicans and uh, vote Democrat. Which... I'm not surprised by. A lot of Republicans do that. It takes enormous courage to stand up to the media calling you racist all the time. Calling you sexist all the time. Calling you an insurrectionist all the time. It takes backbone. We need to elect politicians with backbone. Or we lose our culture. I'm on Don. That's it for the Home Podcast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember... Oh, I smacked my mic. Uh, Remember we are on Twitch. Um, I also have a Rumble account so you can go and you can watch the videos. You can see everything that I'm doing uh, on my computer. You can actually you can see my face. Um, I know you can you can probably cover that part up though so you don't have to look at that the entire time Um, or you can just you know stay with the the uh, podcast the weekly podcast. Um, Remember to like this um, actually I can't post it on Twitter cause I got banned. Uh, but remember to like the post, share it, um, share the podcast on your social media, you know, uh, do all the, all the good things to get this word out there. Uh, we need to be keeping our representatives accountable and the media accountable. And, uh, that's it for me. I mean, I'm Don, this is the homeless Politicast.